my friends, and welcome back to Between Your Ears. I'm your host, Peg Cleland. I'm a life and mindset coach and a human design specialist. And you're joining me today for another one of our mindset chats. And if you're joining me live today, Happy New Year. This is our January 1st episode, January 1st of 2024. And I'm actually recording this on December 31st, 2023. And uh, I'm going to keep this one really quick. I've been busy with, with holidays and I hope you've had an amazing holiday break, whatever you've been up to. I thought I would pop in though because... I mean, as we all know, January 1st is this momentous occasion where we all feel like, well, it's a new year, but we feel like it's a fresh start. And that is a term I want to talk about a little bit today. I'm going to actually share with you two books that I would highly recommend. Uh, One is called How to Change by Katie Milkman, and it's the science of getting from where you are to where you want to be. So that's the first book. And it... It's something we're all thinking about right now. So often at the beginning of a new year, we're thinking about where we want to be at the end of next year. And maybe before we talk about that, I just want to say as well, though, that this is not a time to beat ourselves up for not achieving everything that we set out to do last year. Hopefully some of the tips I give you today are ways that maybe this year some of those goals will be easier or you will stick to them. Uh, Because we all know that January... Being in the fitness industry, I know that for many years, people join the gym in January with best intentions of getting fit and losing weight or whatever their goals are. And by middle of February, a lot of those people don't come back. They they get in in there, get going, and then they lose steam. So I just wanted to say, though, that if you have not achieved all of the goals that you set out for the past year or for the past month or for the past week or for the past day... Try not to use the not meeting goals as a way to punish yourself uh, or or feel unworthy of setting a new goal even because you're worthy, you did what you could. and, And the thing is with goals and each new year, what did you learn? It's always good to reflect back, you know, the goals I set last year, what did I learn if I didn't hit them? What did I learn if I did hit them? What do I want to hold on to and move it forward into this year? So again, this is, again, one of those momentous occasions, which is kind of funny because why is it? Why? It's a very mental uh, construct that we've got in our minds about January 1st is suddenly the change of everything. It's not. You're still you. You're not automatically going to change, but there's a lot of psychological stuff that goes on in our heads when we have a fresh start. So that's the, the concept that comes from this book by Katie Mil- Milkman, the book called How to Change. And she did a lot of studies and things and research. They've now started calling it the fresh start effect. And you can imagine that a fresh start is anything. The fre- a fresh day, that's a fresh start. Your birthday every year is a fresh start. And I've talked about this on the podcast before, but you know, a Monday morning is a fresh start. Every week we get a fresh start. So, you know, a new school year, fresh start, January 1st, fresh start. And there's nothing wrong with that because sometimes that is what motivates us. Um, And I want to give you a little quote from the book because I thought it kind of sums it all up. She says that new beginnings, so a fresh start, new beginnings offer a kind of psychological do-over. It's the do-over thing that I think gets us. People feel distanced from their past failures. They feel like a different person, a person with reason to be optimistic about the future. And that's a great thing. You know, we, we can put our failures behind us. Like I said, let's not 
just dismiss them. Hopefully we learn something from those mistakes, but it does feel like it's sort of not you anymore. It's like it's behind you. You put that in the past and you're more optimistic about the future. So I think that's great. So if you're feeling like this is a fresh start, awesome. And the interesting thing about this year is it's truly a fresh start because it's a new year, a new month, but it's also a new week because New Year's Day is happening on a Monday. So we got all the new stuff going on, all the fresh start feelings. So that's the first book I would recommend. But even more than that one is the next one I want to talk about to give you a few tips on setting up yourself to succeed with your New Year's resolutions. And they don't even have to be resolutions. New Year's ideas, New Year's uh, goals, I guess. But sometimes resolutions is a bad, I don't know, it can have a negative, like you have to change. You don't have to change. New Year's uh, resolutions or New Year's goals, I mean, this is just things you would like to change, things you would like to adjust, things you would like to add to your life. Um, I'm running a 30-day health program right now, and a lot of times we talk about, you know, it's not really what you're getting rid of, resolving to change. It's what you're adding. So it's sometimes it's that adding of things. We can see it in a good light, not just a negative, put the past behind us. But this book is called Atomic Habits. I have talked about it before. You can probably find another podcast episode where I talked about it. But I want to sum up some of the key things about creating good habits as you head into the new year, if that's one of the things you're wanting to focus on is some different habits. Because he he lays it out, and it's a book I James Clear... Um, It's one of the most popular books on habit creation. It's so simple and easy to read, so I would highly recommend if you don't have the book, get it. Or if you do audio books, listen to the audio. But I think you'd love to have the book in your hands because I reference it all the time and I open the page to different places. And one page in the book, he has a chart. And that's kind of what I'm going to run through very quickly for you today. But if you want to grab a pen and paper, grab it. These are very simple things to keep in mind when you are setting up some goals for this year. So it's, it's the, the union of opposites. There's, there's two sides to the chart, and I'm going to go through it and show you the good and the bad. First thing, if you're trying to create a new habit, a good habit, make it obvious. And if you want to get rid of a bad habit, make it invisible. So obvious and invisible. With those two things in mind, how do you make something obvious? A lot of it has to do with your environment. So creating an environment that makes it obvious the thing you want to do. And that's as simple as, you know, laying out your work clothes, workout clothes, sorry, not work clothes. Who cares about work? <laughs> Working out. Lay out your workout clothes, your runners, before you go to bed. So it's obvious. There they are. They're right in front of you when you wake up. That's when you wanted to work out. Or, you know, pack your gym bag and leave it by the front door so it's right there. So you're going to take it to work with you so you can pop by the gym on the way home. You set up your environment for success. Um, if it's business things that you want to do, you know, put your computer in a place where you're going to see it. Make a list of things you want to do. Whatever it is, but make it super obvious. Uh, If you're meal prepping, you open the fridge. If you've made it obvious, you've cut up some vegetables and prepared some meals for the week, it's so obvious that why wouldn't you eat healthy? It's right there. So prepare your environment. And on the other side of that, if you're trying to, you know, break a habit, a bad habit maybe, make it invisible. If you know that you eat chips. You've been eating them all holidays. There's nothing wrong with eating chips once in a while, but if they're too accessible, they're too in your face, too easy to see when you open the cupboard, you know, or if you open the fridge, if it's all junk food that you see the first things, that's not helping you out at all. So make the things invisible. Reduce your exposure to things that you don't want to do, that you really want to avoid them. Make them invisible. The other thing with the obvious part, which I love, is something called habit stacking. 
and it's probably worthy of its own place on the chart, but I like to just include it here with being obvious, is if there are things that you know you do that are obvious, you know, you always brush your teeth in the morning. Can you stack a good habit with that? And if you're trying to create the habit of, you know, being more positive in your mindset, being more loving of yourself, affirmative, then while you're brushing your teeth, do affirmations. Maybe you've written them on your mirror or you've put up sticky notes. Do your affirmations while you're brushing your teeth. Or if you've got some fitness goals, but you're really just trying to take it, you know, little steps at a time, every time you're brushing your teeth, you're going to do 10 squats and then put the toothbrush away and do 10 push-ups against the wall. It's so simple, but there is a compound effect. And you might think, oh, 10 squats is nothing. It's something. That's one really important thing to remember about creating new habits um, in the new year is don't downplay the small things, the small changes that you make because they do add up. Um, so I was thinking though, it's funny, the idea of doing squats while you're brushing your teeth. <laughs> I was, I don't know if I could do that. It, it seems a little bit like patting your head and rubbing your tummy. You know how you're supposed to do that? The coordination thing. I don't think I could squat and brush at the same time. I think I would lose focus. So you might have to finish brushing your teeth, then do your squats. Uh, but habit stacking, attach a good habit to something that you're already doing. I've used this one before. I've, I've told this on the podcast. I, when my coffee is you know, making itself in the morning, uh, I always take a, my coffee mug and I fill it with water and I drink the full glass of water before I pour my coffee. Just because I know I should have more water in my day, it's great to drink and rehydrate and stuff. So I do that and it's just become such a habit, I don't even think about it every day. So that's the two things I want you to write down. Make the good things obvious, create a good environment, do some habit stacking and anything you want to not do anymore, make it invisible put the chips away. Don't buy the chips. Put the cookies on the highest shelf in the cupboard. Whatever it is you need to do, make it invisible. The second thing on the chart, for good habits, make it attractive. And for bad habits, make them unattractive. So how do you make things attractive? One of the things he gives us an idea is temptation bundling. So the simple example that I think I've heard somewhere, I don't know if it was from him in the book, but if you really love listening to... Um, like murder mystery podcasts or something, or a, a series of podcasts, don't let yourself listen to them unless you're on the treadmill. So that's attractive. Then you're going you're gonna to be drawn to the treadmill because you want to, you know, or going out for a walk, whatever it is. You, you're doing the exercise that l- allows you to do the temptation, which was listening to this favorite podcast you've got. Otherwise, you're not allowed to listen to the podcast. You cannot listen to the next chapter in the book unless you're on the treadmill. So that's what he calls temptation bundling. You're making something look more attractive. Uh, another way to make something attractive might be, you know, putting money on the line, like having, having a buddy system and you've all put money in the pot and if you stick to it, you all just get to take your money out again or whatever. But make it attractive. To make it unattractive, and this also could involve money, you say that if, you're, if you don't stick with it, you're going to, you know, pay $50 to somebody else's favorite charity, not even your own. It cannot be attractive. It has to be something really unattractive that you don't want to happen. You don't want to have to give this money away, part with something. Uh, Maybe it's a trophy that's on the line. And if you don't live up to your end of the goals, then you have to give the trophy away to your worst enemy. Whatever it is, make it unattractive. All right. The third thing is easy and difficult. So make the health habits or the work habits or whatever it is you're trying to do, make it easy. Reduce the friction. And this has a little bit to do with that obvious one, setting up your environment for success, but making it easy. This one, I think, 
the focus could really be on not trying to do it all. Like I mentioned people signing up for the gym. You don't have to go every day for an hour just because you said this is your new resolution. Because you're going to burn yourself out. You're not going to have fun. You're going to kind of quit. So instead, reduce the friction. And one of the the ideas that um, James Clear gives in his book is the two-minute rule. You're only allowed to go to the gym for two minutes. Or you're only allowed to stay there for five minutes. Like just keep increasing it. You're only allowed to go two days a week. Make it easy so you don't become hard on yourself for not sticking with it. So make it easy. Reduce the friction. Two-minute rule. Um, Yeah, making it difficult would be to increase the friction. And one of the examples he gave, I think, was if you paid for a personal trainer. There's that friction of lost money. But that's even, you know, if you bought a gym membership, there's the friction of losing your money because you paid for the membership. But if you're not using it, just keep reminding yourself that, oh, that's money. I'm just throwing money out the window. Picture that every time you decide not to go to the gym. And that might, you know, increase the friction of making you want to go. But yeah, I think the the two-minute rule or the, you know, 10 squats while you're brushing your teeth, that's making it easy. Sometimes we make our goals so big and we try to get to them so quickly that we lose, we lose steam. So make it easy, two-minute rule, just incorporate little bits of your goal. And I keep using fitness goals. I think that's a predominant one right now, you know, health, fitness, weight loss, all the things. But it could be a business goal. And instead of making it huge or thinking that the, th- the small things you do every day aren't getting you anywhere, they are. So set yourself up for success by reducing friction on the big goal and set some small little, you know, two-minute things you're going to do every day or and spend 20 minutes focusing on this part of my business every day or three times a week, whatever it might be. But it's, it's like baby steps, and that's a good thing. Make it easy. And then the last one he's got on his chart is make it satisfying or make it unsatisfying. And the satisfying part, one of the examples he gives, and so does um, Katie Milkman in her book, talks about gamifying things or having a tracker. I think also having, you know, workout buddies or a support group would fit in this as well. It's satisfying because maybe there's some social interaction. Uh, You get to meet up with your friends at the gym. I think that's why group exercise does so well at the gym as opposed to people who just use the treadmill. It's not as satisfying to talk to a treadmill as it is to meet a new friend or talk to the instructor or ask a question or, you know, just kind of feel the social like you belong in that room. So make it satisfying, but maybe you've got a tracker. You like to check things off. Do that. Um, But gamifying it. Maybe you you get a little prize each week for yourself. (laughs) And I think that's where the, you know, Fitbit and things at some of the gyms nowadays where you can track your progress and you see things. It's very rewarding. It's like playing a video game. When you gamify something, it becomes more satisfying to get to the next level, to get to the end of the week, to achieve one more thing. So make it satisfying and making it unsatisfying. I guess that's a little bit, well, all of those ones, invisible, unattractive, difficult, unsatisfying. You don't want that. So unsatisfying might be that you're, um, yeah, losing money on a personal train or something. That's very unsatisfying to know that you're not... um, the, the cost of your bad behavior. What is it going to cost you that makes it unsatisfying? And the last thing I want to say too about, um, I guess maybe making it easy, but this, I think it's a great rule. And it's sometimes good to have just a quick motto. And maybe you can think of a motto for yourself when you set up a goal. Something that's going to flash through your head. And I've mentioned this before. It was kind of funny to me that a friend of mine, her little flash motto that went through her head was, what would Peg do? Because she, I guess, aspired to do more fitness things like I did or what, or eat more healthy. I don't know. But what would Peg do? That was her thought. What would Peg do? 
So I don't know what you want to think in your head, but when it comes to your behaviors, what's going to keep you in there? But you create the motto uh, that has some meaning for you. One of the, the motto that I was going to say here is never miss twice. That's from James uh, Clear's book as well. Never miss twice. And what a great rule. If you missed going to the gym, you were supposed to go. Don't beat yourself up. I missed going on Monday. I was planning to go, but I'm not going to miss the next one on my schedule. Never miss twice. I think that's such an easy rule, you know, or if you cheated on your diet, never do it twice. Never do it, you know, two days in a row. It's easy, but it keeps you accountable in a way. So never miss twice, I think is a, is a good one to keep as a, it's like getting a, a mulligan. That was the other thing he said, or maybe that was Katie Milkman, but you get a mulligan just like in golf when you <laughs> duff it off the tee and into the bush. It's a mulligan. You get another shot. So never miss twice. Give yourself a mulligan once in a while. If it keeps you going, take the small steps so you don't overwhelm yourself and be that fitness person that quits the gym at the middle of February. We, we hate that. As, an, as a fitness person, I always felt bad that people didn't stick with it. So uh, join the gym. Come to my classes. Uh, be awesome. But I think that's it. I actually didn't even want to talk this long, but I wanted to give you some tips on two good books, Atomic Habits by James Clear and How to Create Change, or sorry, How to Change by Katie Milkman. So two great books if you're looking for a good book, but some really easy things to keep in mind when you're setting goals uh, for the new year. And I know it's a fresh start, you know, the new year's a fresh start, but you can have a fresh start whenever you want to have a fresh start. Keep in mind though, that we don't want to overuse our fresh starts and, oh, I'll start next Monday. Oh, I'll start next month. Oh, I'll, because that's easy to do as well. So a fresh start can be good and bad in our minds, but it is nice to feel like we're, you know, starting the year off on a on a clean slate. So I invite you to do that like we all do. But do keep in mind some of these little things about setting your goals, creating your habits. Make it obvious, make it attractive, make it easy, make it satisfying, make it fresh, and then reward yourself along the way because it is, you know, change is not easy. Uh, we always say challenge equals change. And you can't change unless you accept some challenges. So set some challenges for yourself. I approve of that. But uh, always, you know, be nice to yourself. And and the space between your ears, this is a mindset podcast. Half the battle with most of our fresh start goals is what goes on between our ears. So keep that space clean. Keep it fresh. uh, Keep it positive. And keep listening to the podcast. And I will try to keep pumping in the good stuff. So until next time. Happy New Year, and as always, take care of the space between your ears.